In the fall of the year, it is common to see farmers and their machinery out in the fields harvesting their crops. Earlier, there was a time for sowing, followed by the necessary time for the crop to grow and produce the desired fruit, vegetable, or seeds. When all of that is finished, the harvest begins. Farmers clear their fields. Although the equipment looked differently, the process has been much the same throughout history. Today on Drawing Near, the Heavenly Father calls for the harvest of the earth. I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 14, and join us for the harvest. In preparation for our study, join me in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our salvation and the joy and the peace that we can know through our fellowship with you. Father, help us to see the things that you have for us today in the light of your truth, not to see it as we desire to see it or with our biases, but rather just to open ourselves up and take in your truth as much as we are able. I ask that each person who engaged in this study be helped to grow and be strengthened in the faith. I thank you for my part in this study, for the work you're doing in my heart and in my life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, in our study of Revelation 14, verses 14 through 16, we are confronted with some challenges. The overall idea of what is taking place is crystal clear, but the specifics are a little bit challenging. There are many differing viewpoints and interpretations of this passage. One of the things we need to see at the offset is that much of what goes on in chapter 14 actually unfolds historically in detail later on in the book of Revelation. In between the trumpet judgments and the bold judgments, we have this interlude, this summary of events to come. With that in mind, let's take a look at verse 14 and begin our study. In verse 14 we read, Then I looked, and behold a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. The first challenge we are confronted with in this passage is the identity of the one described in verse 14. For many, this isn't a challenge at all. But there are others who have differing viewpoints as to the identity of the person described here. The two main interpretations are, this person is the Lord Jesus Christ, or this person is an angel. The arguments for this person being an angel are very, very simple. Although at first glance this person has the appearance of Jesus Christ, there are those who have trouble imagining that Jesus is getting instruction or receiving messages from an angel. They see him in such close proximity, in such an intimate relationship with the Father in heaven, that Jesus knows what the Father is doing or the Father is speaking to the Lord Jesus directly. So because this person is going to receive commands from another angel, they believe it cannot be Jesus. The other thing that leads people to believe that this is an angel is that if you count the number of individuals in verses 14 through 16, along with the three angels in the previous passage, then you have a total number of seven angels. 
and some interpreters see seven angels as fitting more appropriately in the context of this passage. The reason people take this individual as the Lord Jesus Christ are pretty obvious. He is one like the Son of Man. He has on his head a golden crown, not a king's crown, but a victor's crown, and Jesus is victorious over sin, death, and the grave, and will rule and reign supreme as the conquering victor. So these are the two basic interpretations of verse 14. With that said, let's look at the passage. Verse 14, then I looked and behold, John's attention is on this white cloud. It should be noted that the Bible does reference Jesus as returning on a white cloud, returning in the same manner in which he ascended. And so he sees a white cloud, and on the white cloud, an individual is sitting. This individual is like the Son of Man or like a Son of Man, and he has on his head a golden crown, a victor's crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle, a sigh, a harvesting tool. Verse 15 tells us, and another angel came. Now it could be another angel like the angel in verse 14, if you see him as an angel, or it could be another angel like the three previous in the verses prior to verse 14. And another angel came out of the temple, out of the presence of God, crying with a loud voice. Again, that emphasis on loud. And he's crying to him who sat on the cloud. This angel is speaking to the angel sitting on the cloud, holding the sigh, having the golden crown on his head. And his cry is, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. My personal view is that the person sitting on the white cloud is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who is fit to wear the victor's crown. He is the one, like the Son of Man, described throughout the New Testament and particularly in the book of Daniel. When the angel cries to him in a loud voice, he says to him, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap. The time hasn't come for reaping. The time has come for you, in my understanding, the Lord Jesus Christ to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. I also feel that we have to be very, very careful not to ascribe to an angel something that Scripture may be ascribing to the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not want to take a chance on detracting from what Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone is supposed to do. So it's not just a differing of views. If we say this is an angel, then what we're really saying is Jesus isn't doing that. And if, in fact, Jesus is the one who reaps, that's a dangerous thing to do. We do not want to take anything away. We do not want to detract from any of the activities or the authorities of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are two harvests referenced in the Gospels. There's the grain harvest and the grape harvest. The grain harvest is typically the harvest of the fields where the Gospel message has been sowed and it's time to reap. Jesus told his disciples, Look unto the fields, they are wide unto harvest. The grape harvest is the harvest of God's wrath. The grapes are harvested, put in the wine press of God's wrath, and trampled down. 
we see those two harvests in this passage. This first harvest, most believe, is a grain harvest, and it's a harvest that the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. Now again, there's differing viewpoints as to whether the earth is being harvested of believers prior to the harvest of the grapes, or if the earth is being harvested of those people who the word of God has gone out to, and yet the word has been made void in their hearts through unbelief, and therefore they have dried up and withered away. We're not clear based on this passage, which it is. It is a grain harvest, but is it harvesting believers into heaven, or is it a judgment? This passage doesn't really say. The fact that he is using a sickle, a sharp sigh, and cutting things down seems to indicate that this is a harvest of those who are fruitless, who are empty, who maybe, having received the word intellectually or in some other capacity, did not truly put their faith and trust in Christ. They were hollow. They were empty. This is somewhat referenced in Psalm 1, where those who do not really embrace the word of God are like the chaff which the wind drives away. They are empty and hollow. They have the outward appearance of something valuable. They have the appearance of grain, but inside they are empty, like the Pharisees full of dead men's bones. For me, this appears to be the grain harvest of the hypocrite. We don't want to miss something that is alluded to in verse 15. The angel tells the one sitting on the cloud, the harvester, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. In other words, the time has come. The full cycle has been completed. There's been a time of sowing, a time of growing, developing, and now the earth is ripe. The harvest time has come. There is an appointed hour, an appointed time for God to do his harvesting. And according to verse 15, that time had come. In verse 16, so he who sat on the cloud in my view, the Lord Jesus, thrust in his sickle of judgment on the earth, and the earth was reaped of all of those who had the outward appearance of faith in Christ, but inwardly they were empty. They were devoid of true saving faith. Well, that's enough for today. We'll continue this passage, Lord willing, in our next podcast. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you for your righteous judgment. It is as certain as your love and your desire, your mercy and grace in seeking to save. But it is clear in your word that although you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, at some point in time, your patience ends. At the fullness of time, you will harvest. You will judge the earth. Father, I thank you for the salvation we, the followers of Jesus Christ, have through faith in Jesus Christ. I thank you for the indwelling Holy Spirit, who is our seal and guarantee of salvation. I also thank you for the fruits of righteousness, which gives evidence of our salvation and assure our hearts of our salvation. Father, continue to work in us to do your perfect will, to bring us into the fullness of Christ, to be conformed into his image and likeness. Help us to seek your glory and to obey you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.